If you're not reaching your financial potential, you're going it alone as a solopreneur, or you're lacking fulfillment and meaning in your life, then this podcast is for you. In each and every episode, Rock helps you create breakthroughs and results so you can live life on your terms. So get ready to unleash more money, time, and magic in your life. Here's your host, Rock Thomas. Hi, everybody. Thanks for listening. My name is Rock Thomas. I'm the host of Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life podcast. And you might be wondering, why do I do this every single week? Why do I interview people and talk about the importance of money? Well, I'm here to help you create financial freedom and fulfillment, the whole life millionaire. If you're working harder than ever before and not seeing any progress, you're not alone. If you don't have a supportive environment or network to raise your personal standards of success, you're not alone. But I would like to invite you to jump on a call with somebody on my team so you can change all of that. Just head over to rockthomas.com forward slash VIP call and learn how you can take your life and business to the next level by being in the right environment, surrounded by the right people and with the right strategies. So go ahead, rockthomas.com forward slash VIP call, and let's start taking your life to the next level today. All right, welcome to another episode of Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life. In this one, we are truly going to rock your money because I'm going to introduce you to a young man who overcame a drug addiction and now runs a smart real estate coach business, and he also helps people get into real estate investments. It's a very unique strategy. It's a niche strategy, but it's something that anybody can do. You don't need a real estate license. You don't actually even need money. What you need is the strategy that he teaches along with his family. It's a family run business. So we really take a deep dive into this niche. If you're looking to reinvent yourself, if you're looking for another way that you can add a stream of income, or maybe you need to start completely in a different career, this is probably going to be one of the best podcasts you can listen to. Zachary Beach overcame personal adversity and a drug addiction when he was in his early 20s. And by the time he was 25, he transitioned from working two, three different jobs into working with his in-laws in the real estate business. And he went on to become really this great mentor and coach and teacher of this specific strategy on how you can get out of the rat race and become financially free. I'm super excited to introduce you to the concept and to a young successful man who's transparent enough to say he wants to continue to inspire others and work on himself, become the best version of himself. So let's rock your money and rock your life on this next episode with Zachary Beach. Zach, it's a pleasure to have you on the call. I've known you for a while now, and I know that you have come from a storied background, and you're one of the success stories of overcoming adversity. And I, I want to get into that in a moment, but I just want to welcome you to the call today. Rock, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on here. Uh, I appreciate you saying my success story. I am just a, a man in the making. Uh, I, I don't know what success looks like just yet, but uh, uh, definitely in a better position than I was uh, growing up. I can promise you that. How old are you now? Just turned 30. Uh, so I'll be like 30 and a half, let's call it. Okay, 30 and a half. So when I was 30, I was $30,000 in debt on my mother's couch. I'd hit rock bottom a little bit later than you did. 
but sometimes you hit it, you know, you can hit it a few times actually in different ways in different areas of your life. But tell us a little bit about, you know, you grew up, you, you had, you know, a, a relationship with drugs. Tell us what brought that on and how you moved through that. Sure. Yeah. Growing up, I had a, a single mother. Well, I did have a father who was alive at the time, but uh, he was kind of in and out of my life, which obviously leads to a number of different daddy issues that happened. So as you can imagine, I was kind of dealing with that as I, as I was growing up. So I think it put me in a vulnerable position. Uh, not to use that as an excuse, but it definitely put me in a full position to uh, experiment. And and really, my my mom didn't have too much real growing up, just because I was uh, I wasn't I probably wasn't the easiest person or, or child to raise. So uh, throughout throughout my you know growing up, I accepted with things. I you know put myself in a lot of bad positions. I didn't hang out with people, which obviously leads to bad decisions. Uh, so at, by the age of say 20 years old, uh, really in a position where I, um, I was addicted to drugs and had been using drugs since really, you know, young, 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 like middle school area. So I uh, was just in a bad position by about 20 years old. And, and at that time, I actually remember it specifically. And I, and I talk about this in uh, the new revised book that we put up real estate on your terms. And I remember yelling down the stairs. I was at my mother's house and I was in my like panic attack. And I'm yelling at her and I'm like, she's like, what, what's going on? Talk to me. I'm like, I'm like, mom, I'm like dying from a panic attack right now. I have not been treating my body very well. And, uh, and I think I need to, you know, go to ad care or I got to check myself into somewhere. Uh, cause I just been using opiates for a long period of time. And just eventually that, that wanes on you. Like, uh, it just gets you to a certain point where you're just not healthy anymore. And I knew I needed to make a change. And at that point in time is when I made that change. And I did outpatient therapy, uh, commuting back and forth from school um, for you know the next six to about six months. Um, and then that really put me in a level-headed position where I could start making better decisions. And that's when I started to find personal development. And that's when my life started to change. How did you, when you say personal development, did you find a book? Did you go to an event? What was that moment? Yeah, so it, I, I realized I just put myself in such a bad position when I was kind of hitting rock bottom at 20 years old, knowing that like I, I, I could potentially, you know, die at any point in time. I, I, don't, I have too many friends that honestly have passed away since I you know, moved from, uh, you know, the Worcester area and moved down here to Rhode Island. I've actually used to get a phone call from one of my best friends probably once a month and say, hey, did you know so-and-so died? And wow. just, it's the craziest thing. Um, so what I did was I knew I needed to shift two things. One was my mental and one was my physical. Uh, and I grew up playing football. So shifting physically was a lot, it, uh, it was a lot easier for me. So what I started doing is I, I started going to the gym. I actually paired up uh, with a uh, now a good friend of mine. He ran a CrossFit gym. And what I did is he, I started going to his CrossFit gym. He would just kick my butt because I was in awful shape. Um, so that's where I started. So Throughout that process, I started listening to more of motivational um, like tapes. So via YouTube, right? So they used to have the motivational mixes. Instead of listening to music, I would start listening to that. So like Les Brown or Tony Robbins or Bob Proctor. So that's where it all started. And I started to realize, wow, these, these things aren't just good for motivation. These guys actually have something good to say where I can actually make a shift in my life. Uh, and I really started following Bob Proctor at the time. That was, was my favorite. He just reminded me of like a, a cool grandfather or something. And he just had 
the right things to say at the right time. Uh, so I actually, uh, I picked up a bunch of his books and I've been to a couple of his events now. And I just, uh, he's, he'd be my first mentor from afar. And that's where it all okay. started. Well, you know, us Canadians, we love personal development. And, uh, <laughs> Brock, just one of those good Canadian boys. So oh, yeah. as you went through this transition, how did you come across real estate? Because today, let's let's fast forward and then I want to work my way backwards. Today, you're CEO of a successful real estate organization, yes? I, I'm COO of a coaching company and I'm a, a, you know equal partner with two of my uh, family members here uh, for our okay. real estate investment company. Right. So that seems like a pretty cool transition. You're just just 30 now. And um, 10 years ago, you were kind of in the gutter. And now you're running a very successful organization. You're helping other people have breakthroughs and guiding them. How how did that all happen so quickly? Yeah, it's funny because you look back and it happened so quickly during the process. It was it was extremely painful. How it happened was I, I, I transitioned. I, I left college. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And uh, so the first step was I, I ended up moving down to Newport, Rhode Island, because my my wife's family and now my my business partners, my father-in-law and brother-in-law, they moved to Newport because they loved it down here. Uh, so I transitioned down here. And the easiest thing to do with the transition down here was I just started bartending. So at the time I started bartending. Um, yeah, good guy that used to be addicted to drugs, that's bartending. I, know. I was going to say, that doesn't sound like uh, the right environment to go <laughs> into, but as long as it worked for you. I was ambitious. I was cash driven. Uh, and at the time that made the most sense, plus it allowed me to change my life. It got me out of central mass where I didn't want to be and moved me down to Newport. So I just kind of traded maybe one bad environment for a slightly better environment. So during that process, that's when I kind of started getting involved with uh, more of uh, healthcare products and things like that. I started working in network marketing and started building a small, small group there, uh, which most people don't know. And what that did is that started forcing me to start doing personal development because the great thing about network marketing is it makes you into a business owner like that. So all of a sudden you need to be like, <laughs> I need to figure out how the heck I manage my time, how I get disciplined, how I do personal development, uh, whatever else it's going to take. Uh, sales, everything. So I just started doing that. And I wasn't very successful at it, but what it started to do is it started to build the building blocks for me. Right. Um, so by the time I was uh, 24 years old, I was bartending, I was personal training, and I was uh, doing network marketing. And as you can imagine, I was burning the candle at all ends. I was uh, waiting. No time to really get in trouble. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I was, uh, I was waking up at five in the morning to go train people or like about 4.30. I was, uh, I was staying up to ungodly hours at like two in the morning. So I was really just like taking naps throughout right. the day. So after about three or four years, I was starting to get burnt out. I actually remember, this is a crazy story. I don't tell many people in it, but down here in Newport, you have these, uh, they're scooters. Uh, it's really, they're motorized scooters and everybody drives them. And at the time, me and my wife only had one car and I was riding the scooter at 4.30 in the morning to go from Newport to Middletown, Rhode Island, where I, where I had the personal train. And it was snowing out. And of course, the scooter that I had was this old school scooter. I bought for like $400 and the battery would like wane. So if it got really cold, the lights would start to dim. And at stoplights, I had to rev the engine the entire time. The thing would shut off. So <laughs> I'm driving there and I basically, so this is when I had this moment. I was like, there has to be something better of me driving a scooter at, in the middle of January because we don't have enough uh <laughs> enough really enough money in order to buy another vehicle so I could I could make it there because my wife was still working and stuff as well but 
But fast forward, about 24 years old, I, I started speaking with my father-in-law because he had a real estate investment company. And uh, I know you interviewed him on uh, your other podcast as well. And I said, hey, I don't know if I'm like real estate, but, um, but it's going to be better than this. So I would love to, love to see if we could set up a plan for me to just dabble in this at first to see if it made sense for me to kind of join the team. Because at the time, it was my brother-in-law and father-in-law working together in this small real estate investment company. Um, and, you know, it took me about six months, basically to transition in at April and I was 25 years old. I cut the ties from bartending and personal training and jumped into real estate full time. Um, and that's kind of where it all started. I was about 25 years old. Very cool. Now <clears throat> I'm curious, you, you met your wife and you got married between the age of 20 and 25 while you were cleaning up your act, so to speak. How did that happen? Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I met my wife in a sixth grade Latin class. So she's actually been through every single up and down that oh my I could God. possibly uh, have brought her through. And the funny thing is like, you got this great stable, uh, you know, you know, stable family. Like uh, right. my in-laws are amazing and they've, they've raised uh, my wife and, and my brother-in-law, you know, very nicely. Uh, and then like I, I have the single mom who is a fantastic mom, but uh, she was kind of a hippie. She's more low key. Uh, she allowed me to explore. And, you know, at some point in times, I, I made good decisions. Sometimes I made bad decisions. And unfortunately, the bad decisions are the ones that I remember and I hold over my head. So, but throughout the process, Kayla was very stable. She was, she was like my, my rock. And probably the one reason why, you know, I didn't face the fates of uh, my other friends is because I had to report to somebody in some sort of accountability and, and she didn't like it, you know, all the other stuff I was doing. So, it really put me in a position where I had to report to somebody. So it kept me honest in some, some facets of life and didn't allow me to fully, you know, uh, go down the, the, the rabbit hole or the sinkhole, I should say. Was, wasn't it difficult for the, the family, the parents of your wife and the siblings to watch you go through what you went through? Oh, they, uh, they had no idea. They didn't. They, they didn't know. I didn't tell them until I was uh, 20, probably twenty-seven years old. So you were a func was, functioning, what we call a functioning drug addict, if you will, or uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, uh, that was the thing. I was extremely ambitious, and I, I wasn't somebody that sat on the couch. That that was the that's the hard part. Is that like it was part of like performance? It was like my performance formula. Right. right. Most people right. take like uh, an energy drink or something like that. That was my, my performance formula there. So, yeah, I was I was still working multiple jobs. Like if you didn't know me uh, or just were, like you were I, a go getter, I, just I was still just doing what I had to do. Right. Uh, at the how time. Much, and, how much of all of that has to do with, um, you know, the biggest thing that most people have is this feeling of not being enough. And then we all find ways to cover that up. Right. Some people get tattoos, other people get fancy cars, other people, you know, they're the quarterback of the football team, tattoos oh, yeah. um, or performance enhancing drugs. Right. To yeah. to feel like, hey, I could work 16 hours a day or I could I could have more energy, I could, whatever. How much of it do you feel was the source came from that? I'm not enoughness. Uh, this, it's probably a huge amount. As I stated at the beginning of this, I, I definitely had daddy issues growing up. I mean, it's just, you know, we, we all go through certain things in life. And I, I don't, I think if you're definitely a type A 
or uh, somebody that you know wants a better life or is ambitious, then the not enough probably drives the majority of it. I mean, it's just the truth. It's we all want to better ourselves because we're trying to put up put ourselves in a position where we can grow and, and be better than where we were originally. Uh, and I always felt that I had something to prove. Uh, always. I mean, I grew up. Um, you know, I would call it fully poor, but I was I was lower than middle class, and um, and I grew up in a town, in which was very wealthy. So I always felt right. as if I had to kind of fight for this, and had this dream on it that was on the other side of the fence. And between that and the the family things, yeah, I mean, I'd say it still drives me today. Yeah, for sure. Nothing nothing like a firmly placed chip on the shoulder in order to be motivated, right? Well, <laughs> I love it. Of... Never want to change. Never yeah, want to change. Exactly. So today you run, you know, um, a successful coaching business. You help a lot of other people have success in real estate investments. Let's talk a little bit about that. Um, but before we do, what would be your today, your definition of success? My definition of success would be to um, really to impact millions of people's lives um, through helping, you know, successful business owners. Um uh, uh, successful thought leaders and successful uh, movements, uh, which my company covers multiple of those uh, in order to really to create a better world. Um, I also think that there's a personal piece that involves there as well. And that's not only to influence all of them, but to also do it in a way in which uh, my, I stay my authentic self and live the lifestyle I want as well. Uh, I think that's super important as, you know, we just talked about you know, things that I used to keep in my closet for about, you know, 10, 15 years, because uh, mm -hmm. I think it's important because that's who I am. Uh, and if you want to get involved business wise with me, then you should know who I am. And I'm okay with kind of throwing it all on the line there because that, that's who I am authentically. And I don't want to ever have to be somebody else, even if we're in a business relationship. Yeah. And we're, we're all trying to overcome parts of our life and renew ourselves. And you've obviously done that. And today you're directing your energy and focus into something else, which is fantastic. So now you help a lot of people in real estate. You, you know, your father-in-law carved out this niche after what he went through in 2008. And you provide a service to people that in some ways they have a little bit of a difficulty qualifying maybe to purchase a property in the moment. You guys coach them through that and help them. And then sellers who have unique situations and you put them together and then you help those people that want to become you know, transaction executives, what do you call them? Uh, transaction engineers or deal designers was yeah. something that also popped up, I like that. Okay, deal designers. So tell us a little bit about that world because there's an opportunity for a lot of people that are listening to this podcast that are looking for, you know, a way out of the rat race. They're looking for a way to design a new possibility, but they don't know what they don't know in my opinion. And you guys have a really cool program, a really nice niche I'd like you to you know talk a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so our niche in real estate, we call it uh, buying and selling on terms, uh, which really breaks down to like three different methods, uh, which is uh, lease options, or we call them lease purchases, um, which, which the definition really of terms is buying and selling properties without using your own cash credit or investors money. Uh, the reason why we do it that way is because the father-in-law came out of 08, had no money because he got crushed in the real estate market and didn't have any credit. Uh, and then just looking at myself, like the first real estate deal I did, we put little to no money down. I was a bartender. I didn't have any money. So 
uh, it was it's it's for those in which yeah they're in some sort of transition but also uh, it's a really strategic way to control a lot of real estate and be able to scale a real estate business without having the liability and overhead that most real estate businesses would have right um, so those options that we primarily focus on are lease purchases uh, owner financing so meaning having the seller finance the property you don't have to go to a bank that they hold the mortgage or buying property subject to the existing loan, which means that you're closing on the property, you're acknowledging that there's a mortgage on the house, you're taking title, but the seller is still remaining on that mortgage. Uh, so that kind of fills more of the uh, debt relief type situation, which talk about during COVID, I'm gonna expect that there's a lot, uh, a lot more buyers and sellers out there that we were originally working with, that, that market is gonna grow significantly because there's so many people uh, and there's this, you know, really this waterfall of, of things that are about to happen in my prediction over the next say six to six to nine months and over the next three to five years. So um, I just really expect this niche to blow up as, as it kind of has since COVID hit. So <clears throat> I agree with you. I think that we're headed, there's a tsunami coming. I can't believe that I was interviewing the CEO of uh, Disney yesterday on my podcast and he talked about 28,000 people, artists and performers, et cetera, have been laid off from Disney World. Um, you know, the cruise lines, the airlines, uh, restaurants are operating at half half shifts and stuff. All these people cannot, we cannot continue to pump money into these people's hands to pay their leases forever. And it's a, there's going to be some sort of a whiplash and a hangover on this. And I think the real estate industry is going to be affected big time, which plays in perfectly to what you offer because you're talking about people who maybe are struggling to qualify traditionally or conventionally, correct? Yeah, so we tend to focus on two different really uh, problems here. Uh, and really what's what we do is you solve challenges because uh, somebody might ask, why the heck would anybody ever do a deal with you where you're not given a deposit, uh, you're taking over full responsibility or just contractually responsible for a property and then in the future, you'll pay them off. Uh, most people say you're crazy, but the truth is we have so many different solutions to people's problems. Um, so really we deal in two different types uh, of issues here. And that one would be a real estate problem, which is I mean, you got people out there that are selling off their second homes right now. It's not because they're necessarily in a financial bind. It's because they're not gonna be able to travel as much. Are they gonna be able to go back and forth to that, that second home? So now you have this, this uh, nice property, majority of the time they're free and clear and they have a real estate problem. They don't know what to do with their real estate. Um, so that's one challenge that we face. And, Really, we're able to solve that problem. And the second challenge that most sellers face are financial problems. So we're talking like debt relief, mortgage relief, uh, meaning like you got a lot of people going on with, with, with COVID right now. You got forbearances taking place, but how long is that going to last? Uh, and some of the mortgages out there are not pushing the forbearance to the end. They're actually going to have a lump sum that's due. And how many uh, sellers out there really have a lot of equity in their property? but they can't refinance because they did forbearance and they have all this equity in there and they're about to lose it all because they don't have the ability to catch up that lump sum. Uh, so that's another huge thing. Uh, and those are just two small pieces of the businesses. You know, we, we can help out basically a seller or buyer or a seller in any type of position, as long as they can wait for their equity, uh, which is the majority of the way we structure them. So if you're if you're in a W-2, you're looking to make some money on the side, would this be something that somebody could do? Could you teach them, show them how to do that? 
Yeah, absolutely. So a majority of what we call our associates. So those are uh, our, our coaching students that we actually buy and sell real estate with uh, as part of our program are, um, are do have a W-2. They're, they're coming in this part-time uh, with the hopes, some with the hopes of going full-time, uh, but also some just want to build up their reserves or have a real nice uh, you know side hustle that goes on. Uh, and that's okay too, but sure, we can certainly help you do that. The truth is there's such a mind switch right now because before uh, jobs, like your J-O-B was security, like working for a corporation was secure. The, the, the crazy thing now is it's flip-flop now. Being self-employed is way more secure because you can actually control everything that's going on in your business. So now when you have these wave of furloughs that come up, you're not a part of it. You have the ability to pivot uh, compared to these massive corporations or corporations that people work with that are just like trying to uh, change, you know, move a, a cruise ship, it's really hard. Uh, what we've noticed uh, with our business model is we're adaptable. It's really easy to adapt within this process as you have so many different options within real estate and how we buy and sell that we can make moves if the market's hot, if the market's cold, if you're dealing with forbearance, if you're dealing with COVID, uh, if you're dealing with a recession. We've been through two different pieces already now in market fluctuations and we've been able to be successful and come out the other side. Now, how how quickly can somebody get good? You've been doing this for five years um, and you're doing very well at it. So if you're you know looking to reinvent yourself because you're going through COVID and maybe you got laid off or maybe you're, I don't know, a flight attendant and you're like, okay, I don't know when I'm going to go back to work. Um, how long would it take, do you think, if somebody was focused in order to be successful if they got your guidance? Yeah, so I'm glad you brought that up. So this is, in my opinion, what separates us from uh, most other real estate uh, mentors out there. Uh, and that is that we are very, we track absolutely everything. And we, uh, and one number that we track, which is very uh, deeply ingrained to us is what we call time to first deal or time to first property under contract, really. Uh, and our goal is to get it under 120 days or less. Right now, we probably sit right around the six month range or maybe slightly less. But over the past, like I'm talking the average of the last five or six years, but over the last about nine months, nine to 12 months, it's starting to sit right around that 120 day mark. Now, that is just because uh, our coaches are number one, getting better. Our systems and processes are getting better. Uh, and our community as a whole is evolving so quickly. So it's not like you just have access to your coach. You have access to basically 100 plus people at any given time that are doing deals. So this movement is really taken off. Um, so with that, uh, I, there's this one story, let's say of this, uh, he's now actually our, our strategy, uh, our strategy place. So he actually takes a lot of our strategy calls. Uh, his name is Brian, he's out of Chicago. He was in sales for 25 years. Uh, and he went full-time into real estate in under eight months. Uh, he was, we had a very strategic plan in order to get him there, but he was able to do it under, under eight months. Now we have others though, that it takes about two years. So I don't want that to be the, the, you know, the rule of thumb there, but the truth is if you're dedicated and you follow the system and you're disciplined and you're putting in the action, cause at the beginning, that's all that we can do is put input into this business. You have to learn the business. You got to learn the scripts. You got to learn to talk to sellers. You learn to talk to buyers. You got to be able to uh, get better at designing these deals. And then once you get that all dialed in, now we can help you scale it, uh, which is eventually going to put you in a position where actually you're going to be talking at our event in, in, uh, in April, which is all about crossing the line. So that's going from a side hustle to a business owner, to a CEO. And if we can get you there as quickly as possible, then not only are you going to go, full time at this and become really successful at it, 
but you're also going to be a CEO and a business owner that is going to be able to produce more jobs and to actually to change, really shift the economy there. So I know it's a long-winded answer, but if I could, if you want just quick measurements, it's about six months to two years, I would say it takes the average person to go full-time. And then what does that mean? What could they be earning? Yeah, so we have a three payday system too, which is uh, most of the time blows people's minds because real estate transactions are typically thought of as like payday one or like one payday. Like you're a realtor, you go out, you make your commission, you move on. Or you do a wholesale deal, you go out, you make your commission, you move on. Or you go ahead and flip a house, you make your commission and you move on. Uh, we, throughout our, our terms deals, we have three different paydays. And the reason why we're able to create these is because number one, we're taking control of properties. But number two, we're working with buyers that need time in order to get financing. So that's somebody who's self-employed, that legitimate hiccup in their credit. Or right now, especially with COVID, we're talking about people that just don't have enough reserves uh, but could qualify for everything else. Maybe they did, maybe they have six months worth of reserves and now they need 12. Or their credit score was 700, now they need 750. So either way, they just need time. Uh, so because they need time, we're able to create these paydays, which is Number one, we're going to collect the non-refundable deposit from the buyer. So that's payday one. That averages roughly about $25,000. Then we uh, talk about payday two, which is the spread that we collect every month. So we don't act as landlords. What we do is we control the asset. So we're receiving rent. Uh, and then we pay the mortgage or we pay whatever the expenses are on the property. So we're able to create uh, a spread there. And then payday three is when the property actually cashes out when the buyer goes against their own loan. Uh, because we're getting the benefit of the principal pay down because we're making the payments. Uh, and we typically would have an additional premium because we bought the property at X and we sold it for Y. So then all those three paydays uh, on average, just I'm just talking about in-house here, uh, our real estate investment company is roughly seventy-five dollars to $78,000, all three paydays. So just talk about a way to get off the treadmill eventually. So when you say, how long does it take someone to go full-time? Well, if somebody's goal is just to make like 10 grand a month uh, in order to cover their overhead, well, as you can see, if you're just doing a couple deals a year, you start to cover that overhead. Um, so it's, it's really cool and we can really customize it. And that's something we focus on where, what's your goals, how do we get you there and how quickly can we get you there? So I run a real estate company. I can tell you the average commission for the hundred agents in my office annually is 82,000. It's on average what they make year over year, right? And some are making, um, I've got one agent making 2 million a year. I've got some people that are making nothing, but the average is 82. So what, what could somebody expect? Of course, but the typical after say they're in a year or two, what might they, you know, what kind of ballpark average are your people making time and effort in consideration? Yeah, great point. So uh, we actually have this one sheet, it's called a uh, three year million dollar plan. And it just shows you how you can accumulate these, these three paydays in order to get you to a million dollars by year three. Uh, so six months is a good benchmark. So if you came into the business and said, hey, uh, I want to get my first deal done within six months, uh, then that's a, it's a really good benchmark for you to be hitting at. So even if you did one deal that first year, you're talking an accumulation of 75 grand uh, over the next three years. So it's, it's hard to pair up when uh, visualizing to a, a realtor commission because that's like, you, you plug in January one, you got to do all your commissions and then you got to start all over again. Right. Uh, this is going to be, you're going to plug in, you're going to collect, say your non-refundable deposit of say $20,000 uh, or roughly 20 to 25,000 is average for your payday one. Okay. Well, that's your, your money up front. Now you're going to be creating a spread every single month with this one property, which on average is roughly three to three forty, three hundred forty $340 a month. 
per property. So now you have this, now you're starting to tick away. Now you have this monthly cash flow. Okay, so then you do another deal. Now you accumulate another 20,000. And then as this goes, it builds up. And then the beautiful thing is um, eventually these payday threes that are going to come down the line, which are roughly 35 to 40,000. Right now in our business, and just so you can have a visual, right now in our business, it is rare, if any, that we have months where we don't have a payday three coming. So that means that after about three years, if you follow the three-year million-dollar plan, you can actually step off the treadmill if you're happy with those and take a break. Like go take a leave of absence for a year, go travel the world, and you're still getting your payday twos and you're still getting your payday uh, payday threes that are coming in the door. Uh, and then when you come back, we actually had a, uh, an associate of ours, his name's Don. Uh, he did a bunch of deals. He then like went on like a brief absence because his work picked up. Uh, and then what he did was so he took about six months absence and he was still getting his payday twos. And then once he came back in, he still had the skill set. He cranked up his business again. And now we just had three sales over the last couple months, uh, which is pretty crazy. Now he has a skill set. He can turn this, he can turn it on, turn it off, turn it on, turn it off, uh, and still getting paid to do it. It's awesome. So if somebody wants to be in touch with you, they want to learn more, where, where do they go, Zach? Yeah, I think uh, I'd love to do either a strategy call. Uh, Brian will typically handle this. Brian or it'll be uh, Chris and I, as we, we love to communicate with everyone out there. And that'd be smartrealestatecoach.com forward slash action. And that's just uh, six steps. It's like six questions and it sets up a strategy call on our calendar. Now we can chat with you. Uh, Another way, me and Chris did uh, a great webinar, which you can attend at any time. You just go to smartrealestatecoach.com forward slash webinar and dive in. It's light. It's about 35 minutes, 40 minutes, and you get to dive in. You get to get a real good uh, 10,000 foot view on how this business model works. And of course, you'll get a strategy call just from attending that webinar as well. So those be two great places to get started. You guys also have quite a, a few books. I know of two of them. Do you have more? Can you talk about that a little bit? Uh, so we, we have two books right now and our third is in the is in the works right now uh, so we just we just released our newly revised real estate on your terms which was the original book we just did a revised version of it uh, because this yeah this this business is constantly evolving and the amazing thing is if you're in the trenches and you're not just a mentor out there teaching stuff hopefully it worked 10 years ago when you're in the trenches like us we are, are constantly evolving so we updated this book from two or three years ago uh, so I, I highly recommend you get your hands on that. It'll be released if you're hearing this past November. Just go on Amazon. But you can go get an early order now on Amazon. Uh, and then we also have uh, new rules of real estate investing, uh, which was released about two years ago. That's another Amazon bestselling book. Both of them are. And uh, that is really an accumulation of all the top minds of real estate investing uh, over the past couple of years. And we talk about how real estate's evolving. And there's some really good nuggets in there. Um, and also some really good people to follow and thought leaders within real estate, because we're not naive enough to think that we're, it's a one size fits all. And you're definitely going to you know, want to work with us. What we want to do is we want to put you in a position where you have other people that you accumulate, uh, that you can talk to as well. Uh, and we give you some really good synopsis in, in there as well. The one thing I like about what you guys do is it's, I don't want to say it's a turnkey business, but it's one where you guys mentor people in the field. You help them because my experience has been when people are trying to start a new uh, you know, endeavor or even invest just simply in buying a house or flipping a property, they hit an obstacle and they basically stop out of fear, out of not knowing. So the fact you guys are in the field with them, you're on calls with them, you're coaching them, I think is a huge difference. I think it's what separates you guys a lot. 
So if you're listening to this and you want to start rocking your money, you want to start moving forward and having some new options, I would highly encourage you to get in touch with these guys. It's a family-run business. There's a lot of integrity. There's a lot of caring. And they're really, really passionate about getting you to your first deal, which is kind of cool because once you, you know, crack that, pierce the veil on that, your confidence goes up, money starts coming in and um, you can go from, you know, not being where you want to actually rocking your life in a different way. So I really appreciate, Zach, what you guys are doing and what you represent. I love your mission and thanks for joining me on today's podcast. Yeah, thanks, Rock. I appreciate it. All right, so there you have it. Today's podcast, Zachary Beach, who is, you know, a self-made man. He's still working on himself, as he said, but he's also working on contributing to a lot of other people. So if you're listening to this and you like it, make sure you share it with other people. Make sure that you get this out to as many people as possible and take some action today. Never leave the site of setting a goal without taking some action toward it. So make a decision to do something to better your life. And we'll see you on the next episode. So that's it for today's episode of Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. Then head on over to rockyourmoneyrockyourlife.com and pick up a copy of Rock's free gift so you too can reach your financial potential, enjoy extraordinary success, and live the life you've imagined. Join us on the next episode.